your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. The Jay Mamie Talk Show. Welcome and good morning, everyone, once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is Jay Mamie. I am your host today on your hour of Thrive Time. Let me welcome those of you that are visiting the show for the very first time today. However you arrived at our show, whether it was by invitation or solicitation (laughs) or however you were invited here, I'm just thankful that you are spending an hour with us to hear what our show is about, the buzz around the show, and all of the great things that are happening with the word of mouth that is really going through right now a tremendous expansion, not only for local audiences, but national and international. So wherever you're listening from, thank you for listening to the show this morning. And if you are a returning listener, thanks again for continuing to support this show, sharing the show with your friends, getting out those recordings to those individuals who have not had a chance to listen to the show yet. Because of your support and your encouragement and what you're doing at a grassroots level, our show continues to grow. So I'm very thankful for you doing that. In fact, if you've not had a chance to listen to our prior episodes, then let me encourage you to go to my show site, the J. Mamie talkshow.com is where you're going to find all of my prior episodes and the fantastic content and the fantastic speakers that are on those shows. I think you'll find great value in visiting the archive section. While you're there, make sure you have a look at our prior authors. We've got dynamic people who've written incredible books. They're highlighted in the author section of the show site as well. And while you're online, make sure you hop on over to my personal site, thejmamie.com, thejmamie.com. You'll find my blogs, my books, my videos, all sorts of good things on there. And in fact, I want to make the official announcement that I'm very excited about. Our book, Thriveology, Action-Stoking, Thought-Provoking Words, which I've spoken about for these last few months, is now been officially released so you can go ahead and pick up a copy of Thriveology right at my website thejmamie.com while you're there make sure you check out my merchandise site we've got fantastic merchandise that you can order and have anything that I've written in the past in terms of action stoking thought provoking quotes and phrases printed on anything that you'd like so you can have the reminder that active thrive minded reminder day in day out as you put up that merchandise wherever you'd like to put it up in your home and your office. And while you're at it, follow me on my social media platforms at Instagram and Twitter at the J Mamie. Make sure you track me down on Facebook, the J Mamie. And like a lot of you have done, track me down on LinkedIn. Love to connect with you and stay in touch. Now, today's show might as well be called the Power and Impact Show. And I really mean that, Power and Impact, because my three guests exemplify power and impact in their own very, very unique ways. My featured guest today, Gabby Natalie, was named by People Magazine as one of 2018's 25 most powerful Latinas. She's a triple daytime Emmy winner, media personality. She's a best-selling author and motivational speaker. In 2021, Gabby became the first Latina author to be published by the leadership division of HarperCollins. So we'll be hearing from this incredible lady shortly. A little later on in the show, we'll be speaking with the author of the soon-to-be-released Never Be Poor Again. It's already getting a lot of press. Author and business consultant Matthew Morales will join us to talk about his book. But my first guest this morning is someone who is making her own tidal waves by empowering women to ditch doubts, speak up, and achieve the careers that they deserve and that they desire. 
Jamie Dandar Kinney is not only the president of Jamie Empowers, but she's a keynote speaker and the author of the newly released hit book, Speak Up, Sister. I love that. Speak Up, Sister, The Professional Woman's Guide to Confidence and Success. So, Jamie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jay. Great to be here. Mr. 212. <laughs> That's my favorite number, you know. That's a New York number, and I love it. I'm keeping it until the day I die. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So, it. Jamie, before we dive into all of that, of all the goodness you've got to share, can you help our listeners get up to speed by sharing a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am the founder of a company whose mission is to empower women to ditch doubts, speak up, and achieve the careers they deserve and desire. And I'm the author of a book called Speak Up, Sister, The Professional Woman's Guide to Confidence and Success. Uh, I like to say that my my stilettos have steel toes because after (laughs) having spent almost 20 years in in heavily male-dominated industries, there were times when I wore both heels and steel toe boots in the same day, and I thought, hmm, it might be, it might be efficient at some point to just combine these. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, by the way. Good job in, com- in combining them. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so what inspired you to write this book? By the way, I love the title, Speak Up, Sister. I mean, it says it right there in the title, but what inspired you to write the book? Thank you. Yes, good question. And, you know, it's actually more a matter of of who inspired me to write the book, because this was not on my bucket list. It was not on my my things I should do someday. Uh, But I had been receiving requests to come speak to women's groups about my experiences in male-dominated industries and and what I had done uh, to be successful and to move up and to get promotions and to you know, double my salary in a certain amount of a reasonable amount of time. And, and as I was speaking, every time a handful of women would come up to me afterwards and they would say, Hey, this was so great. I want to, I want to learn more. How do I buy your book? <laughs> and I was like, my, my book, <laughs> uh, I said, well, uh, you know, let me grab your email address. I'll think about that. And, you know, after the certain number of women asked me that, I thought, gosh, well, maybe, you guys should think about this. And then I had a, a publisher who reached out to me one day out of the blue. Um, I was actually riding a shotgun in a pickup truck, but one of my sales guys was driving in middle of nowhere, Texas. And she said, Hey, I heard about the concept and I would love to explore this with you. And that's what got the ball rolling. Well, I think what got the ball rolling was the fact that you were providing value to people in your in your talks and what you do uh, as a as a profession, and enough people saw the value that they sort of encouraged you in a, in a sort of an odd way uh, to get going and write the book, right? Uh, Thank you. Thank but you. every book has its place in the marketplace. Where does mm-hmm. yours find its niche or market? Yep. So it, it's classified as a women in business book. And it was trending at one point right up there with Brene Brown and Sheryl Sandberg. And it was written specifically with emerging women leaders in mind, high potentials. Uh, But I'll tell you, I've had anyone from 15-year-olds all the way to someone in her mid-60s read this book and take action. And, you know, that's my favorite part now is that I hear things like, hey, I got the promotion. You know, I'm a VP now. I stood up to somebody who's been historically difficult, and it actually went well. I did some public speaking, and I got over my fear. Uh, it's so fun to hear hear those success stories that have come from a wide variety of people. And I've even, Jay, I've had a few, a few male leaders uh, read this book to gain insights because they recognize the value and the potential 
of the women on their teams and they, they want to connect with them and, and learn some resources to help. And, and there's not a ton of resources specifically in this niche. So I'm, I'm very excited and honored to be able to to help close that gap. Well, one of the nice things about your book is it has broad appeal. So someone may say, well, you know, it might be for women. Well, yeah, probably the central message is for women. Um, but I think there's broad appeal to anyone because of the nuggets that you share in the book. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so popular. Mm-hmm. But what's the central message that you want your reader to walk away with? Yes. So, oh, this is, it gives me goosebumps. Uh, your authentic self is your most powerful self. And I want you to envision that. Just imagine what it feels like to stand in your power as you, not trying to be something that you're not, just unequivocally, authentically you. I mean, it's incredibly invigorating. And to do that, it takes confidence. And a key takeaway from this book is that confidence is something that anyone can grow and lead with. And I don't care how shy or timid you are, I promise you can grow your confidence or, you know, if you're already rocking it, then it's time to level up and not sell yourself short. Mm -hmm. So I meet and honor you, you know, where you are. And I also know how excited you're going to be when you feel this working. I mean, it is, it is a game changer. And, And the best part is that when you enlist your confidence, you will achieve a state I call bravana. Here's a, it's a new vocab word for you, Jake. Um, <laughs> I love it. I'm going to use it. <laughs> yeah, it rhymes with nirvana. And it's the euphoric feeling that washes over you when you've done something that you were intimidated or nervous to do, and yet you come out victorious on the other side. And it's that, you know, fist pumping feeling like, yes, I asked for what I wanted. I received criticism and I used it to my advantage rather than felt like I just got punched in the gut or, you know, when you crush an interview and I'll I'll warn you like the, the feeling of bravana, it's addicting. So, you know, when you start, you'll want it again and again and and others will wonder "Hmm, what, what got into her and say, "I, I want some of that. It's, it's a, it's a virtuous cycle. Like I know actually your your next guest will be affirming as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I love the word bravado. So uh, bravado. So I, I'm going to take that. I'm going to borrow it. You know, if they say something, they say if you if you say something enough times, it becomes yours. So uh, I think after about a, a bravado, mm-hmm. bravado, this will be mine. So <laughs> by the way, in your data and your research and your experience, uh, where do you see that striving women uh, need to focus on? What do they need to focus on? Women that are striving. Yes, great, great question. So, so speaking of the data, uh, a, in 2018, uh, the Lean In Movement and McKinsey published a report, and they named something called the broken rung of the of the corporate ladder. And it's not a widely known term yet. Uh, I'm hoping that it becomes more widely known. But essentially, the broken rung is the bottleneck that causes the glass ceiling, which mm. is a term that that most are familiar with. And to repair it. It's three things. And so these three things are what striving women need to focus on. It's visibility. It's getting credit for your work. And it's building a MAC team. And MAC is an acronym, and you can read about this in the book. And MAC stands for Mentors, Allies, and Champions. And I'd love to share a quick success story on this. This actually, as I was going to bed last night, one of my clients sent me a text message. Uh, She has just been named on the Heart Energy's list of 40 under 40 leaders. Uh, which is pretty incredible because that's a huge pool of people from which they choose. And she was in my program, and this is something that you can read about it in the book or, you know, in the coaching program. One of the assignments is to recruit and build that MAC team, which is essential for success. 
And as we were talking through her winning this honor of, of being on the list, she said it was one of the mentors that she reached out to while she was in the program who wound up nominating her. And now she is on this list with visibility. So you can you can hear how these things are intertwined. And when you put a strategy to it, you know, the, the accretive value of it, of those three things, the visibility, getting credit and having your Mac team, you'll really start to notice the difference and, and pull ahead, pull ahead of your peers and colleagues. That's fantastic advice. Now you have a workshop called Empower Hour. In our last couple of minutes here, can you tell us a little bit about your workshop Empower Hour? Sure. So Empower Hour is uh, it's an extended workshop of a, a shorter one I have called Cashing In on Confidence. And both of them have a similar theme in that you're going to have fun, you're going to learn, and you're going to do some things. Uh, the workshops are delivered currently virtually, and we do it over the course of five sessions. Uh, the engagement level is high, and there's really an ROI on this in that building confidence transfers directly to bottom lines. People and teams that operate with confidence show better results. And so it's an awesome way to, to invest in individuals, to invest in your company. And I will, I will warn you, you know, if you're not a fan of rhyming alliteration and puns like I am, it might not be for you. But if you do like those things, uh, you know, knowing is not growing, mm. uh, but doing is moving. And this is designed for that. So it's educational. It's engaging. Um, and it's truly transformational. I love that. Knowing is not growing. I love that. that mm -hmm. You just knocked it out of the park. That's a mic drop right there. <laughs> so where can someone pick up your book in the last 30 seconds? Yes. So go to jamieempowers.com and click on the heading Speak Up Sister. And I want to offer a promo code to your listeners today, Jay. So if you put in J21, J-A-Y-21, You'll get a copy of the book. You will get an ebook on networking. You will get the infamous Speak Up Sister playlist. And you'll also be automatically entered to win a one on one coaching session with me that you can use for yourself or you can gift to someone else. Wow, that is very generous. I appreciate you making that available to our listeners. You've been a treat this morning and a great opening to our show. I, I said early on, this show is about power and impact. And boy, you really have set the pace for the rest of the show. Jamie, we appreciate you being on the show. Good luck with your book. Mr. 212, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Folks, okay. we're going to be right back with Gabby Natalie after the break. KLI. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. My featured guest today is none other than Gabby Natale. Gabby was named by People Magazine as one of 2018 25 Most Powerful Latinas. She's a triple daytime Emmy winner, a media person, a big-time media personality. She's a best-selling author, a motivational speaker, and this year alone, she became the first Latina author to be published by the leadership division of HarperCollins, uh, which is fantastic, and her book became an instant bestseller, her book, The Virtual Circle. Natalie has been featured in Forbes, CNN, BuzzFeed, NBC News, Univision, and all sorts of different Latino leadership magazine uh, magazines that are out there. And she's also the founder of her own media company, Aganal Media. So, Gabby, welcome to the show. Hello, Jay. So happy to be here. So happy that we are connecting and that somehow the universe 
made its magic for this to happen. That's absolutely right. You and I were just talking before the show. I heard your TED Talk about a year, year and a half ago, and it was so inspiring. It was so funny, and I thought to myself, wow, this lady's got a great story. Never would I have imagined a year and a half ago when I'm strolling up and down the gym listening to you on your TED Talk that a year and a half later I would have a top-rated radio talk show and you'd be one of my guests. Isn't that something? Yay, fantastic. <laughs> Cheers to that. Thank you. Now, I want to ask Aganal Media. Now, Aganal means, if I'm thinking that you are are the, the the Spanish uh, translation is to win, right? We're gonna win. We're gonna win. Is that the meaning of aganal media? It's a it's a it's a kind of a game of words because it is aganar, but also my signature is the first two letters of my name, ga, and the last two letters and the first two letters of my last name, na. So it's ga na, like my signature. So I kind of play with it, and so it's aganar. Very and clever. It's pronounced in, in English and in Spanish. And, in, you know, no, I like the phonetics. So, you know, it's thick. No, listen, it's beautiful. <laughs> and, and I saw it as to win. Mm-hmm. So I walked away with saying to win because I got out in Spanish means to win, to be victorious, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I love that. I love that. So, but before we dive into all the goodness of what we're going to have a conversation about today, can you share with our listeners a little bit about your earlier story? Absolutely. Well, I am an immigrant from Argentina. I came to the United States when I was 23 years old with a promise of a job opportunity. After spending in Argentina around two years unemployed, I graduated in the year 2001 with a master's degree uh, in journalism, and I was ready to take over the world. But the world had a different plan for me. Uh, there was over 20% unemployment. That's why I can relate so much to the kids uh, from, you know, class of 2020, class of 2021, because you want to, you know, start a new chapter of your life, and then the world is very different. Uh, and so I started exploring different opportunities. And out of, a, you know, I want to make a long story short, but out of a very serendipitous situation where I went and volunteered in a conference and I volunteered to be a helper to move chairs, to wave, to, to wave at people and everything. Uh, the translator canceled that day. And so I was assigned to translate for a delegation of professors that came from the United States. And then they started sending me remote work. And then when they had an opening in their uh, public relations firm in Washington, D.C., uh, one year and a half later, I got offered a position. So really, you have to give your best every day because mm-hmm. you never know when opportunity will knock on your door. You know, you, you hit the nail on the head right there. The right people will show up at the right time for the right reasons if you are yourself in the right place in the way that you are dealing with people, uh, in your mindset, and in your demeanor. If you're not in the right place, opportunity is going to walk right by, and obviously you were in the right place, and that's where you attracted. I'm a big believer in that. But at what yeah. point— mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go, go ahead. At what point early on did you realize that there were that there was just much more for you out there in the world? When I was 16 years old, I did an exchange trip, like a cultural exchange trip, and I went to learn English uh, in London. And I remember the first day they took us in an excursion and we went to a place like kind of Times Square. It's Oxford Circus. It's like the middle of everything in London. And I turned around, and everybody who was in my tour 
disappeared. And this was before cell phones, before everything. And I had like a little bit of, a, of those moments like Home Alone, the movie, when she <laughs> says, the parents are gone. And then it's, yay, the parents are gone. <laughs> so I was there, like lost in this, in this middle of, uh, uh, of, of London. And I had this sense of, of freedom, this sense of wanting to know more about the world. And I think that was a moment that was, in a way, life-changing for me because I was so young. I was only 16, but that was when the voracious curiosity that I had to see more about the world, to experience more things, to see more diversity at that time, I, I, I was from Argentina. We didn't see like the diversity of um, races, religions, points of views, and everything that you can see in the United States or that you can see in London. Uh, it, was, it was not a place with so much diversity or, or freedom. So that was a life-changing moment for me. Wow. And so ultimately, that sparked something in you. But what ultimately then inspired you to pursue your dreams? I think it's when you find um, your calling. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When I was in the university, I studied. My grades were so-so, you know, not the best grades, not the worst grades. I was not as organized. I was not as focused. And so my friends from back in college, they, they now ask me, like, where, where does this Gabby that is focused or that is driven or that is putting so much work, where is she coming from? Because the one we met when we were in college, she was talking about boys all day. And she was not. <laughs> <laughs> she was not really so disciplined. And I think uh, there's a shift that happens to you when you discover your calling, when you discover uh, how can you align your gifts uh, with something you enjoy doing, with something that at the same time can have a positive impact in the world. And I made, you know, a lot of different uh, trials and errors. And, you know, my, my degree, the bachelor's degree is international relations. And I realized that I do not belong in an embassy. That's not my style. That's not who I am. I'm more free-spirited. Uh, so it took me a while. But once I realized that this was my calling, that's what made me uh, be so much more focused than before. I, I can still talk about men with my friends, but that doesn't mean, you know, uh, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be focused. So I think that's what made the change. You know, what's great about finding your calling is what inspires you and motivates you to not only stay disciplined, but also uh, to stay in alignment with that dream, with that calling. Um, it, it changes you when you recognize why you're here, what your gifts are, and what your assignment is. It really does, if you pay attention. But for mm -hmm. most people, success comes with, you mentioned earlier, there's adversities, right? There's obstacles. In fact, I believe that success always will have a way to introduce you to adversities and obstacles and even problematic people, right? But what mm -hmm. were some of yours and how did you get through them? Well, uh, some of mine, for example, as, as an immigrant, the first few years of being in, in the United States, it was coming here. I have no, I have no family here. When I arrived, I, um, I was in a, in a relationship. I have my boyfriend, who is now my husband. We've been together for 
almost 20 years. But the thing is, first is the loneliness, mm-hmm. uh, the the different culture. Then it's also, uh, for example, I have I spent like the first three or four years to earn my my legal status because I have a temporary work visa, and that is a lot of stress because you know that if you get fired or if anything happens, you lose your status. Mm-hmm. So those were some of the barriers in the beginning. And now, for example, as a speaker in the beginning, uh, I also have my own mental barriers. Uh, I had the barriers of, of language in the beginning, not thinking that I was going to be able You saw a TED Talk. To get to that place, to the TED Talk, I had to remind myself that I have a message, that that message is powerful, mm-hmm. that there was an audience, mm-hmm. that because I couldn't see people like me in those stages. And also because even to this day, the year 2021, I come across people who mistakenly assume that I am uneducated only because English happens to be my second language. So accentism is very real in today's world. And that's why I talk about it, because I don't want anybody to let accentism stop them from their dreams. I love that. And you're right about that. People will will be quick to judge your capabilities based on your accent. And I think that's a mistake. And I think that's something we've got to overcome. But what boundaries did you have to push through to arrive at a place of incredible accomplishment? I think you have to... Stay uh, humble enough to recognize which are the areas in which you have to improve. You know, I always talk about your inner apprentice. Your inner apprentice keeps you humble and you have to assess how can you improve. But at the same time, you have to own what you did right because we tend to put ourselves down and we tend to be our own worst critics. And there's no need to punish ourselves into into improving you know that's a great message no reason to punish yourself for improving gabby Mm -hmm. when we come back after the break i want to dive into your book but i also want to ask you a quick question about you consider you are such an accomplished woman but accomplished latina i want to ask you what message would you have for other women that they can learn from with regards to your experiences i want to tackle that and everything else else we've got to talk about after the break Chef Gorgie, the engineer-turned-chef, has created gourmet pasta sauces to help you make restaurant-quality gourmet dishes at home. Your family and friends will think that you've spent hours in the kitchen preparing that delicious meal. Made with quality ingredients and no added sugar, the award-winning sauces are available at DFW Area Whole Foods, Jimmy's Italian Food Store, Royal Blue, and, of course, Gorgie's Restaurant, as well as on Amazon. And you can find them at gorgiegourmet.com. Why are so many of our young people lost and not living up to their full potential? As parents, it's difficult for us to watch our children this way, unsure of their future. Opportunities exist for those who prepare to recognize and take advantage of them. Our recent guest, Dr. Alfred Titus, the author of the book, Forward Motion, has empowered people to understand that if you open your eyes and change the mindset of young people and allow them to recognize and take advantage of their full potential, things can change. Please pick up a copy of his book, Forward Motion, The Keys to Progress and Success, available at Amazon.com. Formula One is back. The most powerful global sports series returns for the ultimate celebration of speed and sound. America's biggest entertainment event will include an electric live performance from world-renowned superstar, the Piano Man, Billy Joel, 
The F1 U.S. Grand Prix, October 22nd through the 24th at Circuit of the Americas. Get tickets now at thecircuit.com. Did you know that about 20% of all U.S. dollars were created in 2020? Yeah, most people don't know that. What do you think the effect of all those newly printed dollars will lead to? Inflation, maybe. Certainly it won't lead to the dollar becoming more valuable. In the past, people have purchased gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. That's because gold and silver have increased in value as the purchasing power of the dollar decreases. Buying real gold and silver, the kind you can hold in your hands, much easier than you think. You can have it delivered securely and privately to your home, or you can even put real gold and silver in your IRA or 401k. If you are at all concerned about the value of the dollar continuing to decrease or the risk of inflation, you should call the Oxford Gold Group right now at 833-600-GOLD. The Oxford Gold Group sells real gold and silver for the lowest prices. Call 833-600-GOLD. They'll answer all your questions and send you their precious metals investment guide. Get gold you can hold or get real Real gold in your IRA or 401k today. Call the Oxford Gold Group right now, 833-600-GOLD. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Having a fantastic conversation with the incredible Gabby Natale. Gabby, you wrote a book called The Virtuous Circle, but I want to talk a little bit about that. But before we dive into that book, I had mentioned in the earlier segment that I was interested in having you share a message to other women other women that could be Latina, so just women that are looking to get to that next level in life. Based on your experiences, what advice, what message would you give them? The advice I will give them and also to everyone um, who is a pioneer, everybody who is breaking barriers, everybody who is going beyond stereotypes, is that sometimes we have to be what we cannot see in the world. Sometimes we're the first ones in a room or the first ones in our families uh, going um, to college, whatever that means for you, uh, do not allow stereotypes to define you. Because a stereotype, if you think about it, a stereotype is only someone else's opinion about me or people like me. It is only an opinion, not a fact. Mm. But if we mistakenly take that opinion as a fact, if we believe that opinion to be true, then, and here's the thing, then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. And that's what we don't want to happen. Wonderful advice. Wonderful. I know the difference between opinion and fact. Great advice. Mm -hmm. In your book, The Virtuous Circle, you talk about restoring your confidence. Looking back on your life, was your confidence ever rocked? And what did you do to restore it? I think one of the moments where my confidence was the lowest was in that time in Argentina when I spent two years unemployed, knocking on doors. And, and the reason why my confidence was so low, it was because I made the mistake that so many people who are unemployed, if, if you are listening to this and you are unemployed, don't, uh, don't make this mistake. I thought that the lack of response from the world, this lack of companies calling me from human resources department uh, calling me back or answering my emails, the lack of response was a reflection of who I was as a professional or who I was as a person. So I told myself, if they are not contacting me, if they are not calling me, it means that I have nothing of value to offer. And that was one of the moments where my, where my confidence was the lowest. 
until I realized there's so many more variables out there. It's not just uh, the things that I control. There are so many, it's the economy, it's the industry, it's lag. There are so many things. And, and the problem is when you are at that low point, your judgment, you know, you're not seeing straight. Mm-hmm. So you are very close to what happened to me, which is I almost gave up on my dream prematurely. I was at the time 24 years old and I was this close, Jay, to giving up on my dream of working in media and to convincing myself that I was not cut out to be in this industry. And boy, it's a good thing that you were able to get back on track. And, <laughs> and, I mean, look what, look how many people you've impacted because you were able to get out of that low point, put clarification back into your mind as to who you are, and uh, and get your confidence back. And it allowed you to have the tremendous success you've had over the last uh, you know twenty years now. So it's so vital for people to really understand that when you get to your lowest point, your lowest point doesn't help you because it muddies the water. It doesn't provide for you to to think clearly, but more importantly, it can rob you of joy, clarity, innovation, and your creativity to continue moving forward because you're stuck in that Mm -hmm. place. Isn't that true? It's true, but at the same time, we're human. We all at some point, at one point or another, uh, can have those lower points. The the thing is, don't get comfortable there. Mm-hmm. We all go through this. You know, we have to allow ourselves to experience the whole range of human emojo- emotions, anger, sadness. But at the same time, there's a moment when you have to tell yourself, enough is, enough is enough. I love myself, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help myself. I'm going to become my best friend mm. and not my inner saboteur, because we can be either one of them. Very, very well said. One of the reasons why your book is, is a bestseller and is so popular, I mean, it was an instant bestseller, is because you interview a number of accomplished people from all walks of life, Deepak Chopra, Carlos Santana, that's just being two of them. What did you find was one of the common denominators as to how these individuals were able to channel and leverage their inner strengths? A couple of very interesting things. Uh, One is that they have what I call the capacity to see beyond the visible. Mm. What this means, Jay, is that sometimes they are going through tough times or they look around and they don't see too many reasons to be hopeful, but they can see beyond the visible. They can find uh, that capacity to see themselves not just by who they are at a certain point in time, but who they can become. Uh, I remember when I spoke with Carlos Santana, uh, he came from a very dysfunctional, very Mm -hmm. humble family, Mm -hmm. and he was sexually abused as a kid. Number one thing that I wanted to ask him was, Carlos, you were not the one that was going to be voted more likely to succeed at school. So at what time did you realize uh, you could become a rock star? And what he told me, Jay, I mean, it's incredible. He said, Gabby, I was always a rock star. Hmm. They just didn't know it. It wow. was the other people who didn't notice it. So even at those low points, even these little Carlitos growing up in Outland, growing up in a family, surviving being um, sexually abused, deep down in this little kid, he knew he was a rock star. That's amazing. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I love that 
perspective that a person can carry of themselves, that they see themselves as a rock star, but the world hasn't caught up yet. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. They it, first have to see themselves mm-hmm. as a rock star. That's right. For them to later go in the world and and make things happen. He says, if you don't believe it, who's going to believe it? And I agree with him. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But if you don't believe it, who else will? Absolutely true. Mm-hmm. You also write about in your book you, a system you've created called the seven imminent archetypes that, that if you activate them, it allows you to have a clearer path to achievement. I'm interested in hearing more about that. Yes. So the virtual circle, it, it, that's the name of the book. And uh, it's the first book that was published by a Latina mm-hmm. uh, from Harvard Collins Leadership. And basically what it says is what do all these amazing people I have met and interviewed have in common? And that's what I call the virtual circle. And I'm going to explain it really fast because I know uh, we don't have so much time, but here's how it goes. Seven archetypes that live inside all of us. The first one is the dreamer. The dreamer is the one that allows you to visualize your dream. The second one is the architect. The architect is the one that allows you to plan that dream. We use it to plan our budget. We use it to plan our meals. We already use that architect. The third one is the maker. The maker is the one that executes the dream. So many people visualize, so many people plan, they never execute. So if that's your case, you have to nurture your inner maker. Now, when you start executing, two things are going to happen. You're going to have hits and misses. If you are smart, you are going to learn from both, from the mistakes and from the things you did right. And that's when you're going to activate the apprentice in you. The apprentice in you, Jay, is the one that perfects your craft. You had to learn how to speak on a microphone. You had to learn how to create and produce your shows. You had to learn your craft to be where you are right now. Mm-hmm. And I like to joke, what happens when you get really good at what you do, when you have a very strong apprentice? And what happens sometimes, Jay, is that nothing happens. No one, nadie te pela. Still nobody's paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) So so you need the next one, which is the warrior, the one that allows you to persevere, persevere through hard times. And when the preparation from the apprentice and the perseverance from the warrior meet opportunity, because sooner or later we come across opportunities, that's the moment when you reach your goal and you become the champion. And what I ask every champion out there, champions, what are you using your achievements for? If you are using your achievements for something bigger than yourself, if you're using your achievements to make this world a better place, you're going to inspire and you're going to become the seventh and last archetype, which is the leader. Mm. And with your next project, with your next idea, Where do you go? Back to the beginning, back to being a dreamer, an architect, an architect, a maker, and so on. Because the only constant in life is change and evolution, and that's why it's called the virtuous circle. That is absolutely amazing. You just described my life. (laughs) (laughs) Really, it's unbelievable. And I think so many people listening to the show right now that are – that either have experienced this or going through this or nodding their heads and saying, man, Gabby knocked it out of the park. (laughs) And 
for every person is different. Some people tell me, Gabi, I abandoned my dreams prematurely. Work on your warrior. Others are telling me, I plan and I visualize, I never execute. Work on your maker. For each one of us, it's different. And you can identify your strengths and you can identify the, archetype, the archetypes where you need to work more on. Beautiful. Gabby, in our last minute here, what is the legacy that you want to leave behind when it's all said and done? Uh, I, ne- I don't think that much about legacy because I'm so much like in the here and the now, but if there is one message that I can share and that I can leave to people is that is this one. Your uniqueness is your gift to this world. Mm. Your uniqueness is your gift to this world because so many times people want to put us in boxes or they tell us that we have to change one thing or another thing. And I happen to believe, well, I, first of all, I happen to like who I am. I don't want to be, I want to be, I want to be me. I don't want to be somebody else. But at the same time, the people I like and admire the most are the ones who were really daring to be who they truly are and that understood that their uniqueness, whatever that is expressed uh, in which way, whether it's arts, sports, every day, you know, whoever you are is your gift to this world. And that, I think, if I can leave you with one message, is that one. Well, Gabby, it's been a real joy having you on the show. And I really look forward to having you come back very, very, very soon. (laughs) (laughs) My pleasure anytime, Jay. I love talking to you. And thank you to to your team. And and we love connecting. And so this door is open. And I think this is the beginning. And there's going to be more. I I totally agree. (laughs) And we'll we'll, we'll stay in touch. And we'll make some magic in the future. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Folks, we're going to be right back after the break. Texas Security Bank is dedicated to elevating the champions of free enterprise. Founded by entrepreneurs, for entrepreneurs, 13 years ago, our lending products are customized to help your business succeed. You need more than capital. You need a champion. Learn more at www.texassecuritybank.com. Hey everyone, this is Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I just want you to know that my book, my 10th book, is finally available, Thrivology action-stoking and thought-provoking quotes and phrases is now available for your purchasing pleasure. This book has already making tidal waves among those who appreciate content that is driven to give you a thrive-minded mentality and also reminders throughout the course of the week of the things you need to do to thrive. Guys, you can pick up my book, Thrivology, at thejmaney.com. KLIF News and Information, still at 570 AM and also at 96.3 HD2. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. In our final segment here, our third guest. I said earlier, guys, our show today had a theme, power and impact, sort of this unspoken theme, but now you, you can see exactly why I said that early on. In our third segment, our final guest is our author spotlight. I mentioned in the beginning of the show, Matthew Morales is a business consultant, and he's the author of the soon-to-be-released book, Never Be Poor Again. And I love that. It's already getting a lot of press, 
And uh, we're excited about the book. We're excited about having Matthew on as a guest as well. Matthew, my brother, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. How are you doing today? All is well, man. We've got a great show already, and you're going to put the, the final icing on that cake, brother. So we're looking forward to hearing you and what you've got to say in your book. But before we dive into that, can you share with our listeners a little bit about your story? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I grew up really, really poor in New Jersey. I'm 100% Puerto Rican. My mother and my father are Puerto Rican. And, um, you know, we grew up in the hood. I was around gangs. I was around really, really, really tough areas. And my father, though, he never went to high school, but he was obsessed with learning. And so he had what I call my million-dollar library. He had hundreds of books, and inside of those books were some finance books. He had me read Rich Dad, Poor Dad at 12 years old. He had me read The Secret really, really young and a lot of these books, and he really influenced me. He would take me to millionaire seminars and stuff like that. And I remember vowing as a kid, vowing that I would get out that I would get out of the hood, that I would help my family do everything we possibly could to no longer be in the place where we were, where we couldn't even afford to eat every day. Mm. You know, what, and, part of New, what part of New Jersey, by the way? Um, I was born in Passaic. I grew up most of my life in Patterson, mm. um, Newark, Clifton, that area. You know, just for the for, for folks who don't understand those areas, I can attest to those areas because I'm from New York. I know exactly the areas you're talking about. Uh, those aren't the easiest neighborhoods to grow up in, are they? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Those are very difficult really neighborhoods. Yeah. So put into, just to put into perspective, so that our listeners who aren't familiar with those neighborhoods, uh, economically challenged, and uh, it's easy to find yourself on the wrong side of the track uh, when you live in those neighborhoods. Absolutely. So what you've been able to do is fantastic. And kudos to your father for being able to showcase for you books of value that dealt with money. So kudos to him. Your book, I love the title, Never Be Poor Again. What inspired you to write it? So actually, I was teaching some finances, and I I remember having three business calls in a row. And my daughter, she was in the room next to me. I was like, "Um, baby, we'll go play. You know, we'll play in a little bit. And she heard me doing my calls, and she said, Dad, you know, your calls were great, but they're all kind of the same. Why don't you record them or something so you don't have to repeat yourself? Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I think it's about time I did that. And just wanting to tell my story of what happened in the first place and getting me excited, I was already thinking about it for years. And that was kind of the final nail in the coffin. Every single day I'm teaching people and I'm realizing that everything gets synthesized to the same basic point, no matter what, whether I'm talking to a business owner, whether I'm talking to an entrepreneur, or whether I'm talking marketing, doesn't matter. They all seem to come back to the same point. And I just really, really needed needed to take all those ideas and put them somewhere so that everyone can just grab them, see them, and follow them. So who can ultimately benefit from reading your book? Now, I know books are written so that the general population um, can read them. There's, they're written oftentimes for broad appeal. But that's not always necessarily the case. But specifically, who can benefit from reading your book? Anyone who is struggling with fixing their finances, anyone who is struggling in general with following a new habit, with putting something into practice in their life that they know they should be putting into the life, but it's been a challenge. Because this book is all about understanding the law of recipes, the the understanding of experts and masters. An expert is simply a person who has mastered the fundamentals. They study them over and over 
And people, everyday people, don't want to understand that these things are really simple. And it's those basic steps that we're skipping. And it's usually arrogance keeping us away from that. We're going to talk about arrogance in a few minutes because you and I had a chance to chat about that and how arrogance can be such a crippling trait for people, um, certainly become a handicap and, a, and handcuff their success for sure. But I want to ask you, the, the central theme of your book, what would you say then, without giving the whole book away, what's the central theme of your book? What are people going to walk away with after reading your book? They are going to realize that the only thing that has ever stopped them is themselves. The mm-hmm. way the only thing that ever stopped me was myself. But not just by telling you what to do, but showing you what I didn't do. The realizing that we are learning these things. We are learning the basics of we, sh- we know we should invest, and yet we're not doing it. We know we should spend less money than we make, and yet we're not doing that. We know we shouldn't count our chickens before they hatch, and yet We're not doing Mm -hmm. that. And so the central theme of the book is watching me read all the books, go through the seminars, learning the foundations, and yet somehow ignoring them and not understanding why I'm still broke. That's a fantastic theme, which I think a lot of people struggle even after going through either courses or trainings or uh, a series of, of different uh, experiences to change the way they think. That's something that people still struggle. In the book, you you talk about money as a spiritual practice. I'm interested in that. How is money a spiritual practice? Okay. So there is a formula for money, and it's we're always paid equal to the quantity of people we help and the quality of help that we give. So simply, the more people we help and the better we help them, the more money we make. But also, it's a reflective practice. It was reflective of me to realize I was being arrogant. It took reflection for me to realize that I was reading all the financial books and all the seminars, but I was skipping past the intros, and I was skipping past the conclusions. And if they gave me an exercise, I would do maybe step two and maybe step three, but Mm -hmm. I'd skip step four. Mm Mm-hmm. And I kept doing these things over and over and over and kept ending up in the same exact position over and over and over again. And I had to finally decide that I will never, ever, ever do this again. I will never feel poor again. I will never have to choose between two meals again. Never, ever, ever will I allow myself to be in this place. It's a spiritual practice because I had to realize that I wasn't paying my bills on time and I had to own up to that. It was a spiritual practice because I realized that I was being arrogant and I was being bitter and I wasn't following the rules. And it all came down to me not being poor, not growing up in the hood, not being around different things, uh, you know, all uh, the government. It was me. So why is having an inner, deeper perspective about money so integral to having a sense of well-being and wellness beyond just the tangible stuff. What's the deeper perspective that really should be focused on as well when it comes to money and the well-being and the wellness around it? You know, the truth is that the way we do anything is the way we do everything. And so it's less about the money and more about what it's representing and what we're doing in our life. If I allow my gas tank to get to empty, I probably let my bank account get to empty. Mm -hmm. If I 
um, have a bunch of things inside of my bedroom that belong to my friends. I'm holding on to things. I probably hold on to other people's problems. And that becomes reflective in the fact that I probably give my money away way too often. And so everything comes back to the way we use things gets represented in each other. And money is a fantastic representation of that. I want to turn the corner a little bit on your business consulting because there's a tie-in here between your experiences as a successful business consultant and obviously writing the book. There's a tie-in. What have you found are the three handicaps, though, the three handicaps that hold, that hold most people back from achieving their business goals and, and their dreams? What would you say they, they would be in the last couple of minutes? Yes, fantastic. The first one is not actually knowing your goals. We try to attach our goals to a physical object. I want a million dollars or I want to lose 50 pounds or gain 50 pounds, but no one wants a million dollars. We want the freedom that we're going to feel, the stability that we're going to feel from the million dollars, or we want the strength that we're going to feel from losing the weight. So it's about learning to attach our goals to an emotional uh, trait. The second is we have these things that we know we should be doing, but we're not doing them. And so we have to take responsibility and take accountability in following those steps. Okay. And the third is building a replicatable and duplicatable system. You don't own a business unless you can walk away from it and it employs itself without you. Otherwise, you are self-employed. And so we need to make a duplicatable system in order to do that. And it's really, really easy to do if you follow the steps that I've set up for you. I love that. When will your book be available and where could people go find it? My book will be available July 16th. You'll be able to find it on Amazon. You can go to my website, moneymystic.co, and you can fill out uh, a pre-order form there to get a signed copy of it. And it's going to be available in Barnes & Nobles, Walmart, and Target coming up soon. But the best place you can do, uh, the best thing you can do is go on to moneymystic.co. We'll have your information up at our website anyhow. So for those of those, those of you who weren't able to write it down, you can find his information at our website, thejmamietalkshow.com. Matthew Morales, appreciate you being on the show today, brother. Thank you so much, Jay. It was great talking to you. Well, folks, that's a wrap. What a powerful show today of impact with some incredible people. It just keeps getting better. We'll see you next Sunday at 11 a.m. Central for another hour of Thrive Time.